Chris Miles was able to retire twice by the time he was 39 years old. But he's not content to just enjoy his own financial freedom and peace of mind. Chris wants you to have your own ripple effect so you can live free today. He's not the financial advisor you expected. He's the anti-financial advisor you deserve. He's jumping behind the mic right now, ready to make waves. Here's Chris Miles. Hello, my fellow Ripplers. This is Chris Miles, your cash flow expert and anti-financial advisor. Welcome to our show. It's for you and about you. Those who work so freaking hard for your money and you're ready for your money, start working harder for you now. You want that freedom and cash flow today, not 30 or 40 billion years from now, but right now. So you can live that life that you love with those that you love. But most importantly, it's not just about getting rich. It's about having a rich life. Because as you become blessed financially, others can become blessed as well. And you create that ripple effect through their lives. And I appreciate so much that I have that opportunity to do that with you guys. I love hearing the feedback you guys are giving. I love hearing the questions and the topics that come up because that inspires me and helps me want to serve you. And that's why we're here. So thank you so much for tuning in, binging, sharing, and applying this stuff so that your life changes too. Hey, as a reminder, if you haven't done so already, go subscribe to our YouTube channel, the Money Ripples with Chris Miles page. There you can find lots of different videos, more shorter stuff that we teach, little snippets and tidbits to help expand your education more. So go sure, uh, be sure to go check that out today. Hey, are you looking for another great podcast to listen to? One about investing and not only just investing, but learning about cool deals like investing in apartments that does not require you to have to be an accredited investor or have a million dollars. Hey, if you want to check that out, go check out my friend Lane Kawaoka's site, simplepassivecashflow.com. He's got a great podcast also called Simple Passive Cashflow that you can check out on YouTube, iTunes, or whatever your favorite podcast app is. If you want some great education and to learn about great ways to invest in other types of deals without, again, needing a ton of money, check it out, simplepassivecashflow.com or look up Simple Passive Cashflow on YouTube or your podcast app. Check it out. All right, guys. So I've got a special guest today that I've heard through reputation, but yet never was able to meet until recently and really, really feel fortunate to have him on with us today. Some of you may already know Tom Burns. You might have seen some of his stuff. You've been online, especially if you're in the medical field. You may have come across this stuff before. He's really a principal of a private equity real estate firm in Austin, Texas. For those of you in Texas, shout out to you. He's a physician for the U.S. ski team, and he's the author of the book, Why Doctors Don't Get Rich. He's actually, get this guys, he's developed or acquired $500 million of real estate locally and internationally over the past 25 years. So he's not just showing up on the scene when the real estate got hot. He's been around for a while. He's been doing this a while now. He's a sought after speaker and mentor. He's frequently featured in nationally circulated print articles, news, other real estate oriented podcasts, just like ours. And of course, he's been financially independent for a decade and his mission is to help people just like you guys create financial independence so you can enjoy your life and the joy that comes with it. So Tom, welcome to our show, man. Thanks, Chris. Man, I love your energy and I love the have a rich life thought. So I'm really glad to be here. I'm sure I'll be learning something. Yeah, you notice I kind of had a smile when I said that because obviously that's your website. That's your thing. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't right. connect that until just now. I was like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, that's right. You are richlife.com, aren't you? Yeah, so great. No, it's really great. Really glad to be here. And what a great mission. You know, that's what we all want. We're all humans, right? We all want to have control over our environment. That's why we lived in caves first. That's why we like indoor plumbing. And so... Those of us now that have all that stuff, we really do want to control really what we do with our lives and do what 
gives us purpose and gives us meaning. And that's by creating some financial freedom and doing that usually through some income that's coming in, maybe without your effort or time. Yeah. Now, obviously, a lot of people on here, I mean, some are financially independent, but I'd say most people are on this journey right now. Tell us about your journey and how you even got there in the first place. Sure. And I'll give you the short version. I was just an athlete when I was young, found out nobody was going to pay me to be an athlete. So I became a sports medicine orthopedic surgeon. I decided to go be a doctor. In my training, I was watching the guys that I was supposed to be in 20 years, and I didn't like their life. They didn't look happy, and that's not what I got in the game for. So I decided I probably needed to find something else, bounced around a bit, found real estate, which was sort of the main thing that got me there. Started at square one with zero education and just kind of learned as I made my mistakes and as I had a few victories along the way. And it just slowly built over time and kept investing back in that business. And over time, it didn't make a huge difference. And then it had this kind of exponential jump. And I got to a point where I was making more money in my real estate without having to put much mind share to it than I was as an orthopedic surgeon. And that's a fair income for most of you out there. If orthopedic surgery is a fair income. I enjoyed what I did. I loved being a sports doc. I just eliminated all I didn't like about medicine. So I had a really fun practice because I had yeah. the control to do that with the passive income. So I did it for another probably 12 years. And I just hung up the uh, scalpel, so to speak, about a year ago. So that's wow. kind of how we did it. I've had some partners along the way, still have partners, still doing what I do. That's great. I'm curious to get your perspective, because like you said, you were looking around at the doctors around you. Why didn't you take the path of just getting a financial advisor, someone from Merrill Lynch, Goldman Sachs, something like that, just kind of help you invest your money? Why didn't you do, go that path instead? Because one, that's what they did. And these guys were on their second or third marriages. They were in the hospital late at night. They were moaning and complaining about not having control over what they were doing. I was probably more of a control freak, yeah. my own stuff. I wanted stuff and I, I didn't want to have to work with it because I was a doctor. I was busy. I needed something that fit that schedule. Actually, the first thing I ever went to was a marketing seminar from a financial planning firm. These doctors that are about to get out because traditionally those docs are all going to have money and need to have a guy, right? And you've heard that statement. No, I'm an investor. I've got a guy. I'd prefer to have a professional do that rather than me have to worry about it. Not necessarily yeah, the right yeah. way to go. They got me to look at the numbers and I understood the numbers and compounding and how that stuff worked. I just applied that to real estate rather than putting my money in the stock market because I don't like to gamble. Yeah, yeah, me neither. I know that's one thing we definitely have in common. Obviously, that's why we're anti-financial advisors, right? We're anti-mutual fund, pro-alternative <laughs> investments because I was in that field. I was a financial advisor teaching people how to do that. And I realized over time that, wait, people aren't becoming financially free. I've seen the evidence. I've seen what happens after decades of getting that advice and they're still yeah. not there. And you've kind of said the same thing. And you, of course, coming from a field where there's great income, you can't use the excuse, oh, you're not saving enough, right? Because right. you could save a lot more than the average American can. And yet you still saw that there's a danger there. Right, right. Well, we get caught with Parkinson's law. Expenses tend to rise with income. And so they yeah. just kind of keep living that doctor life with the golden handcuffs. And if you keep your expenses at a reasonable amount and then get that, because doctors make a significant professional income. Now, they don't all, but you can do very well. If you're a doctor, what a great way to start your investing career. Just don't live at 110% of your income. <laughs> very true. That's a universal principle across the board, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Well, can you tell us more about your experience and what you've learned. I mean, I always love hearing it when people talk about, because I've been through a few recessions myself and got banged up and beat around and learned a lot of things that when I was in my 20s and 30s, I was a little bit overly aggressive, right? Or just overconfident right. even. Whenever there's changes in markets, like what people are starting to feel today, a lot of times people will start to wonder, well, what's next? How do I adapt to this? 
What have you learned over the last 25 years of doing real estate investing, especially when so many people are thinking real estate investing is going to flop right now? What's yeah. your perspective on that? Yeah. So, you know, a lot of people, if you've only been in the business, so to speak, or in the asset class for a decade, it's like, uh-huh. wow, this has never happened. That was a really long bull market. I said two great opportunities today. You know, when there's fear, a little bit of blood in the streets, that's when somebody that's prepared can really make a lot of money. Yeah. What I've found is that you need to step back and kind of use broader perspective, geologic time. Life is waves. Everything is waves. Energy is waves. So is the real estate market. So is stock markets, things like that. They all go up and down. And so this is normal. This was expected. I've been asked for years, when do you think the recession's coming? And I kept saying 2017. So I was wrong for yeah. five years. Meaning we know it's coming. It just doesn't take a rocket scientist to know it's coming. It's just when. And so this is normal stuff. There's always resets. It really doesn't matter who's president. The Fed does have some effect on things, but markets are markets. So I did have financial advice when I was young. I was told to buy zero coupon bonds to uh, fund my children's college expenses. That was a bust. Got out of that. And Mm -hmm. I bought the mutual funds from the star mutual fund manager from the year before that tanked and lost 50% of my money in the stock market in 2001. Then there was that run up to the Great Recession. And by the time we got to the Great Recession, to be transparent, I still had money in the stock market because like it was just there, right? I'd already stopped funding my retirement plan because I didn't believe in those and I didn't believe in the fees and the funds and the restrictions. And so I gave them to my employees, but I stopped doing it. So I wasn't much in the stock market. I pulled all my money out right before the Great Recession. The only time in the history world that Tom Burns has made a good decision in the stock market. I got out. I did not get back in. I gloated as it went down to 6,700 and then stopped looking and kept doing real estate. I still think I've profited fine since then. I mean, there's been a great run up, but I learned some lessons in 2001, not necessarily trust the advice you get. I mean, you can trust it, but financial advisor wants to feed his family. You want to feed yours, given a choice, he's going to feed his before he feeds yours. That's not a bad person. That's just life. In 2008, Things were cranking along and I thought I was pretty conservative. I had some mezzanine debt out at pretty high interest rates for short-term deals. Those short-term deals turned into long-term deals when the market went bad. And so I owed a lot of people 18% on quite a lot of money. So I had to go out Mm. and get lines of credit from a bunch of banks, paid all those people off, arbitraged it down to 4 or 5% at the time. And it took me a couple of years to pay those off. So I actually missed the first two years or so of the sale post-Great Recession, the real estate sale. Well, treat your investors right. They stick with you. So that's the main thing. If you run deals, always be transparent. Treat your investors right. Tell them, be honest with them. Tell them when things are good. That's fun. Tell them when things are bad too. You'll find most of the time, most of them will say stuff happens. So always be honest. And I was honest with those folks, but I was pretty certain I knew what was going to happen. And so I had everything laid out. I was mostly right. But the one thing I was wrong on that I expected to be getting income from, that also went dry. So expect the unexpected. So maybe we're going into something now for sure. And I'm a lot more seasoned. I got more of this gray hair. And my question to myself is, what am I missing this time? So I've tried not to put my name on too much personal debt. Most of my debt is non-recourse. I have some things that are fully paid off, some real estate. That's not really smart when you're thinking velocity of money. I'm okay with it. I got enough. And that's my real estate gold, so to speak. If things go bad, those values can go down. I can get money out of that. So sort of, I call it digging a foxhole. I've dug a bit of a foxhole if things turn around, but I've stayed in the market so that you can can take advantage of profit opportunities. Yeah. I like that point you brought up because often when we're talking about people here, they're trying to get out of the rat race. They're trying to become financially free. free. Once you get there, it's kind of an interesting phase you move into where you're more focused now on 
the wealth and trying to stabilize things a little bit more. And I like what you said there, because it might be the time where having debt no longer serves you. You don't need it anymore because you've already got to that point. Now you can start worrying about figuring out, hey, I can build equity. Make sure you still protect it, especially from creditors, lawsuits, things of that nature. But yeah, you really start to build that up. And I think that's interesting because that's a phase two, but many people apply phase two to phase one and say, oh, I just won't have any debt. Well, you just lost a big part of your leverage you could be using to help get you there faster and then actually pay your debt down faster too. 100%. Good debt is vital to a growing portfolio. You won't grow very fast if you're not using any debt. Absolutely. What advice would you give somebody who is a busy professional like you were, right? Someone who says okay, maybe I I won't be creating my own deals, but I'm more of a passive investor or I want to be a passive investor, but I'm not sure where to go, how to do it. What kind of advice would you give them? To kind of be clear, for some bizarre reason, there weren't any syndications around, at least that I knew of. So I kind of ended up doing my own thing. And that's sort of been my path. I've sort of always been on the sponsor GP side. I do invest with others because sometimes it's nice not to be the general and just to be one of the soldiers and let somebody else go to all the trouble. But always you have to do your due diligence. But it's really easy. It's easy to find things to invest in right now. Super easy. Is it easy to find good deals to invest when it's a little harder? So I suggest to people pretty much a simple plan. And it's actually laid out in the book like this. Number one, you need to figure out why you want to do all this. Do you do real estate because you just love real estate or do you want the results of the cash flow that comes from real estate for sure? Why will keep you going? Because it's not always going to be easy. Mm-hmm. And then get some education, find out what you like. Maybe it is real estate. Oh, we'll just use that as an example because there's a lot of other ways to make money, but get some education, find out which type of real estate you like. Read as many books as possible. Listen to podcasts. You'll get more book ideas. You'll get information from podcasts like yours. Plus, I like the way that you teach once a week. You send out a podcast once a week with a guest. That's awesome. There's free education. We didn't have YouTube. We didn't have much of the internet. I had to walk to my real estate properties 20 miles in the snow. But everything's out there for you right now. That's good and bad. Guys that maybe are new things or ethically challenged people. There's a lot of folks out there that would love to take your money. So listen to the podcast and then start understanding what you like. Something will come to you. This is a stepwise thing. I mean, go to some seminars. And why do I say that? There's great information on the stage. I speak at things like that. A lot of people do good information, but what you get is the people in the crowd. It's the side meetings. It's the drinks or the dinner or the lunch that you have on the breaks. You start meeting people and you get a lot of things from that. You get information. You find out what's possible, what other people are doing. You get motivated. It's nice to keep getting motivated because it's doing something that most people don't do is not that easy. So you do have to put some effort to it. You'll find people to invest with or people at least to get to know before you invest with them. If you're putting your deals together, you'll find investors. That's not why you go to those. Just go to meet people, see what kind of value that you can provide them and friendships will grow. And then step further, I'll, I'll tell you, which is what I did and what I do now for folks is just I reached a point where I had bought some real estate. Things were going nicely. It was awesome. I had a friend who was a developer. I felt like I'd hit some sort of ceiling. So I went to him and said, look, I really like what you do. And he was a guy I'd vacationed with and everything. I said, I really like what you do. Will you teach me? He looked at me and he goes, you're a rich doctor. You don't need to know that. I said, that's okay. I'll do it. So I worked for him for about 18 months, no pay. Mm -hmm. I had to cancel office. So I was willing to forego some income. I learned a lot. We did build the suits, land development, a lot of things. That morphed into a very large project that we still own today, just he and I. So I sought out somebody who had been where I was before and soaked up the information that he gave me. Continued to do that. My coaching bill that I pay personally is, you know, over a couple hundred thousand dollars a year. So seek out somebody who's been there. Start with why, like Simon Sinek says, all the way up to find somebody that's where you want to be and do what they say, do what they do. 
yeah. and just keep at it. Just don't stop. Persistence wins the game. Yeah, I agree. No, you really do. You got to have know your end point where you're trying to get to. You can't you can't figure out on a GPS the fastest route to get there if you don't have the point A and the point Z, right? right the point right Z on. for neighbors up north, <laughs> but you can't really do that. And you got to, of course, have that guidance to help also give you that little shortcut to where you're trying to get to. And you had asked, and I didn't mean to interrupt, but busy professionals right now, I have a friend who truly made enough money to exit orthopedics by being a purely passive investor. Find people you like, find a niche that you like, just keep doing it. Let somebody else do all the work. They'll get a little piece of that pie. You get the majority of the piece of that pie. You can keep doing what you do best. And just keep reinvesting that. And those investment returns, you just keep reinvesting them back into that plan. Don't go buy a Tesla with it. Keep the golden goose where it is. You make the rest of your money doing what you do. You'll find that the scales will start sliding to where you have to do less and less work. You have more and more time to look at syndications and you can take it where you wish. You can do your own or just keep investing with somebody else. So that's right. Yeah, I've seen that in my experience where it kind of has that slow start, but as you start to really reinvest, there's that little hockey stick curve, right? That exponential curve that goes and it's a lot of fun when you get there. Oh, it's happened to me unexpectedly. I just looked and went, oh my gosh, I was walking through the house and realized I'm making more doing that than I am fixing these. So it was nice. It's very nice. Well, before I ask you kind of our final question, because I always want to know like what you see as opportunity coming up. You already alluded to this. You've had people that are kind of like in your own mastermind and that sort of thing. Yep. Tell us about some of the services and where people can find more information about you. Oh, you bet. Yeah. So we run, it's called the Rich Life Club. We run, it's kind of a group. It's basically based on people, deals, and adventures. I'm a traveler. I've owned property in Africa. I like to climb mountains, things like that. So I want to kind of bring people and I want to do some fun stuff like that. And over 30 years, I've run across a lot of people that do good deals, have good operations. And so make those available to those folks. And we do a lot of teaching. We have teaching and guest speakers and things like that. So people have done that for me and and it's just kind of come to that. It's a lot of fun. So if you go to rich.life forward slash cash flow, that's where you can get some free stuff and some information. Awesome. Yeah. Be sure to check that out. That's some great information you can get from there. And again, gleaning from Tom's experience is great. So go along with that experience. What do you see coming up? Like, what are you excited about right now? As you're saying, like you're seeing markets transition, which they always do. They always go in waves. Where do you see the opportunity for yourself or for others even? And it's interesting. My shop, we do primarily development and acquisition, but we've been heavily weighted towards development, which has been great. And it's still going to be good. We all have challenges in all those. And so there are some supply line challenges and we have ways to hedge that. But we're seeing on the acquisition side, I can just tell you over the past several weeks, or somebody said, when there's blood in the street, there's opportunity. Uh, I guess Warren said, be greedy when others are fearful. Seeing some fear out there, whether founded or not, it is dropping prices today. When we're looking at large projects, 360 units, it's 20% price reduction from where it was six to eight weeks ago. Where properties used to trade for 10% above whisper price, they're trading for 10% below whisper price. We had an, a letter of intent accepted and saw where things were going. It had been several weeks. We went in and got a 2 to 3% price reduction today, right before we sent in the deposits. So my point being with those examples, those are real life examples, is that Some folks are fearful, folks that were new to the game. And over the last 10 years, if you threw a dart and hit an apartment complex, you were going to make money. So if the leverage was a little too high and if the business plan didn't put in enough contingency, there are some folks that are in a bit of a pickle. Unfortunately for them, fortunately for those that are prepared, that's where the opportunities are going to come. So that's one thing. And there are alternatives out there. You know, as interest rates rise, things change. You may see some owner financing, more owner financing options come up. That happens in high interest rate environments. You pay a little higher interest, but you don't have to go through the bank. 
you know, there are alternatives, certainly alternatives in the oil and gas world. Oil's pretty high right now. We're not going all electric for quite a few decades, even though the cars Despite might be a popular belief. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It takes a long, long time to make that transition. And alternative energy is a little speck on top of the stack of petrochemicals. Yeah. So that's still good stuff. I was in a meeting the other day with very high net worth folks. I'm not sure why I was in there. We had somebody from Washington who said the Ukraine war is probably going to go two to five years. That's what they were advised. Mm-hmm. And so Boeing and McDonnell Douglas are spinning up. So he said investing in defense, if you're in the market kind of thing, that'd be one thing. And commodities. And of course, surprise, he said, and of course, real estate. So mm-hmm. if you can lock an interest rate, own a hard asset such as real estate or some commodity that, that holds its value, as those dollars lose their purchasing power, your fixed rate is going to be paid with cheaper and cheaper dollars. That's going to hedge inflation for you and going to help preserve your capital and make you money when when and if a recession comes and we come out of it. Wow. That's great. That's great advice. And it's good to hear. It's good to kind of hear how it's transitioning. It's like you said, you don't want to like take advantage of misfortune for people because there's a lot of people that got greedy, a lot of people that got lazy in how they underwrite and how they analyze deals and figure out what's a good investment. And Combine that with CNN, all the fear mongering. Hey, you've got an opportunity, right? <laughs> Absolutely. And you didn't do the underwriting on that property. You got to do your own underwriting and you put in a price that seems fair. There's opportunity there. And sometimes you're helping those folks by getting it sold. At least it gets them under some debt that maybe they might not be able to service in the future. And we don't know how long this is going to last. This may be just a short period of fear, maybe not as yeah. founded as it needs to be, but we don't know that. My crystal ball is cloudy. So I don't know what the future is yeah. going to hold, but. I've always found if you stay in the market, you'll know when things turn. And this is how we have found these other deals. When you're in the market, you know when things change. You can feel it. That's right. Yeah. It's almost something you feel in your gut, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, great. Well, appreciate your time again, Tom. This has been awesome. Oh, this is really good. And like you said, you, they can get more information. It was rich.life forward slash cash flow. Is that correct? That's it. Yes, sir. Awesome. We'll be sure to have that in the show notes for all you guys. Because again, check out the information he has. If you want to be hiking Kilimanjaro, Tom is definitely going to be your man too. I don't know if you guys have done that yet, but that sounds pretty exciting when you mentioned going to different places and exploring and doing that kind of thing. Yeah, that's what we all want to do. We'll do stuff like that. So when we have our meetings, we sort of have one that's kind of typical. We have one that's in some exotic place and people have options to go do some really adventure stuff or some mild adventure. So it's just, it's where I get my jollies. Yeah. Like you said, it's a rich life. It's not just about getting rich. It's living that rich, rich life, isn't it? It's true. It's about friends and your health and your spirit and your community. So money's just one portion of a rich life. It helps to have it, but it's only one portion. Absolutely. Amen to that. Well, again, appreciate your time, Tom, and everybody else. Be sure to check out his stuff, rich.life forward slash cash flow. And all of this is about that information. And remember, it's there's opportunity everywhere, even when there's fear around. Look to see where there's blood in the streets. Look to see where everybody's being fearful, because that's the place where we can be greedy. So go and make it a wonderful and prosperous week. And we'll see you later. Thanks, Chris. Visit us online at moneyripples.com for more resources to help you fix money leaks and get your money working harder for you now. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.